Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am back. For those who don't know, maybe this is your first time. I am Dr. Samaria M. Colbert. I am the founder and CEO of Kingdom Creative Counseling. We are located downtown Greensboro, and I am a uh, it's a mental health organization. Uh, I am a faith based provider. I'm also a licensed therapist. Uh, I have 16 plus years of experience. Um, I have written a lots of lots of books mainly on like leadership and development and then um and a lot of emotional wounds and um and uh, yeah so that's that we're close to 60 of those books my goal is 100 <laughs> haven't gotten there yet got a few years before i get there but i will and then i'm an entrepreneur and welcome to my youtube channel or if you listen to me on my podcast we have a podcast as well uh, so if you have my podcast subscribe to my youtube channel if you have my youtube channel subscribe to my podcast how about that um so today i want to talk to you about a topic called what do you expect um at your first therapy session um and so i i put out a advertisement i'm going to do a psychological warfare and i'm going to do that uh, that maybe that's going to be the next the next teaching that I will put out called psychological warfare, but I want to take a step back and, um, and talk about, uh, what to expect in your first therapy session and, um, and go from there. And so that's what I'm going to do that. I actually had a client that, uh, has canceled. So I want to hurry up, get it in before my next client. Okay. So let me just preface this. It is really important to understand that when you see a licensed therapist, you are seeing a licensed healthcare provider. Uh, all therapists do not accept insurance. I do. I accept most insurances, not all, but most. Okay. So that's a caveat there. And so uh, when you uh, are a healthcare provider, there's certain credentials that you have to do to even be qualified to bill insurance. Um, there's certain, uh, there's certain uh, protocols and standards of care that we have to adhere to. Uh, what I am going to do is talk to you about what that standard of care is when you have a therapist or when you see a therapist for the first time, it may be different because there's some flexibilities that each therapist has, um, and they have to make certain decisions based upon what their, uh, what their organization uh, is able to do. For example, for my organization, we have always said that we do not do pre-consultation calls. Uh, it doesn't, I started off uh, trying to do that. People say, you want to get clients, you want to build your caseload in your own private practice, you do pre-consultation calls. I tried that a few times. It did not work. And because of my schedule is so booked out, we don't do pre-consultation calls, but again, another therapist may. Uh, most of the information, if you're interested in counseling uh, with my organization, uh, most of the information that people have tend to ask me when I did pre-consultation calls, it's on the website. <laughs> or you can look up my YouTube or something on be on social media and kind of get the kind of vein of the type of therapist that I am. Um, and then what I found was a lot of times it became more of a therapy session. And um, because of my schedule, I just don't choose to uh, offer pre-consultation calls. We don't necessarily have to do that. Um, however, as a rule of thumb, remember, when you go to see a licensed therapist, we're not the same as a licensed coach. We're not the same as just a traditional Christian counselor that got a certificate in six weeks. Uh, we are truly licensed therapists. Now, I talk a lot about my faith. I'm not a traditional therapist in that sense. But when you schedule for my appointment with me, you are seeing a licensed 
therapist. And so there's certain standards of care that I have. And believe it or not, I see people from all walks of life. I see people who are agnostic. I see people from certain uh, marginalized communities. Uh, I still, I stand on my faith and what I believe and um, as, as the final say so and how I govern myself, my life and my career, my, my, uh, my, my career. Um, but we see people from all walks of life. Some people don't necessarily come to my organization because they're trying to see a licensed therapist. Uh, I mean, they're trying to see a Christian um, that certainly helps. Some people uh, want to see me because I'm a, I'm a black woman. And when they like Samaria, you kind of put two and two together. Uh, some people see me because uh, I accept certain um, insurances that other people don't accept. Um, and so we just generally ask people for my podcasters who wait, how do you, how do you kind of work around? Because we certain we do have certain uh, boundaries. And we also want to respect other people's way of life. You know, you cannot input or uh, push your values or beliefs onto someone else. And all we do is we simply ask them uh, at their intake packet what <laughs> uh, what type of counseling they're looking for. And we ask them yes or no, would you like your faith practices or your, your faith, faith beliefs or spiritual beliefs incorporated in your therapy session? Some say yes, some say no. If they say no, we still continue to see them, um, but we respect their, their, uh, their personal views, okay? And so that's how we get around that. So when you see a licensed healthcare provider, think about it like this. This is, these are things I run into as a healthcare provider. Like I have to do this. Okay. You can't just, I know you love me and you want to come talk to me. You're like, girl, I think we friends and we, <laughs> and yeah, I heard you and my coach does this. They are, listen, I have a whole license and they're the standard of care for healthcare providers that it protects me and it protects you. Okay. So you first want to identify, and this is really important, why you want to see a therapist. I know some of you are like, well, does it, Mary? Because I got problems. What kind of problems do you have? Because here's the thing. Um, everyone, every different provider is not necessarily specialized in your issue. I have a very, 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 uh, I don't have a lot of experience working with individuals who experience uh, eating disorders, Okay. I, have I seen people with eating disorders? Yes, but that's not necessarily my vein. And so I can do an assessment and I can determine and I have to let the client know upfront, hey, my background is not with eating disorders. And so depending upon what's going on with them, uh, I may need to refer them to someone else. Um, sometimes if I have someone from the side, I have a lot of experience working with individuals who um, who have issues with substance abuse or addictions, okay? Any type of addiction there is, even sexual addiction, gambling, I have a lot of experience with that. But that's not necessarily my vein. And so I will, again, do an assessment with someone. I'll talk to you about what an assessment is at the, at, at the you know, I'll, at some point, y'all, I got no notes. I'm just going, I'm flowing, okay? Just go with me. So if I flip it and flumper, you, you know what it is. I'm, there's a lot of information. <laughs> I probably should have wrote out some notes, but we're going to go with it. Um, and so I have to assess for that, but I may have to determine you need what we call a HLOC. Y'all know uh, therapists are good about them, them synonyms. It means a higher level of care. So I may have to say, hey, based upon what's going on here, I know you have a history of trauma or I know that you uh, uh, maybe are in a leadership position and you have some anxiety. But it sounds like to me, the predominant thing that we have to deal with right now is your substance abuse. 
So let's see if we can get you inpatient. Let's see if we can evaluate you. Let's see if you can get you to see this provider may go to a SEOP program, which is called Substance Abuse Intensive Outpatient. These are things that we don't provide here and get you there. And then once we get you, once you're absent for a while, absent from substances and use, and we can't, and we get you at an equal place, then you can come back and start to see me. Okay. So what does that mean? When you see a provider, you have to determine what it is that you need. Or do you need marriage counseling? A lot of the clients that I see do want a therapist who has the similar values and beliefs that they have, even if they're not like full on, like showing up Pentecostal, we shout and speak. They want a therapist that is going to give them also understand they have a, a, a emotional health concern, but also understand the spiritual aspect. And I have a lot of uh, clients like that. For those who don't know, my background started with trauma. I did trauma for many, 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 many years. I still work with people who experience trauma, but I also work with uh, leaders, ministry and business leaders who are identify emotional wounds that impact their life, their ministries, their careers, their business, stress, imposter syndrome, things of that nature. And that's just something that God has called me to. I've studied um, trauma probably in mental health just as long as I've studied leadership development. So that's why you see me talk in between those two, because these are the clients that I actually factually do see. <laughs> so you know, I mean, like, I don't know who she is. I actually factually see these people. Okay. So identify first, what is it that you're looking for in a uh, healthcare provider? Okay. Um, and when you go through the website, so you look on their YouTube channels or whatever, a lot of therapists are like myself are just getting into social media. We have very, uh, clear guidelines as to how we interact with people on social media. That's why I say it all my social media platforms, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or, um, or my YouTube or any social media, I do not respond to DMS because again, I'm a healthcare provider. Um, and so again, remember, um, so identify, you have to identify, um, okay, I think it's my client head on, <laughs> hold on y'all, <laughs> I have a client who, she missed her session, I want to make sure she's good, I'll call her back, so let's see, okay, yeah, so, yeah, I'll call her, <laughs> Scott, sorry y'all, I'm, I'm in the middle of doing, this is what I'm doing, so <laughs> okay, I usually don't do that, but I had to do it, okay, um, so yeah, so uh, so so you determine that, you know. Do you feel comfortable with the male? I think, in my opinion, I have a lot of I have guys, African American men, guys who come to counseling, okay. Um, but you may say, hey, I may feel more comfortable talking to a male about my issues. You know, I may feel more comfortable talking about to a female. I may feel comfortable talking to a woman that is um, around my age. Now, a lot of people think I'm a lot younger than what I am. I think I look, I think I look like I'm in my forties, but I have gotten lots of people saying, how old are you? I didn't know he looked good. I'm my forties. Okay. <laughs> um, and so, but I have experienced being in my twenties and people look at me like, Who, how old are you? What's going on? You know, uh, but most of my clients didn't tend to be around my same age bracket, a lot of 40s, 50s and above, because sometimes we just run. We have gone all, all of our lives not going to therapy and all of a sudden we run into ourselves. I'm like, you know, I've had some patterns in my life. I got to go to therapy. OK, so determine, sit down, think about what it is that you're looking for in a therapist. OK, what are you looking for? What, what who would you feel most comfortable with? Remember, it's not like this is in the movies. I love Yala Van Zandt, Fix My Life, but that is not therapy, okay? We're, you're not going to get those same experiences in an hour session that you would get in an hour television show where they have a whole, she's not a therapist, they, they've had a whole uh, couple days in the house together just doing healing work. You're not going to get that in a therapy. Because remember, that's 
days, it's not therapy. Some of the stuff is just is borderline unethical. If you are therapist, you know what I know. You, you know what I mean. Um, and I'm not knocking it. I'm just, you know, I'm just telling you. But they have a whole three days, four days, a week, whatever, to get into this show and pack all that into an hour program that you see. When you go to a therapist, you have that hour, okay? And so we're working on your healing process. Remember, it is that a process. Another thing I, you've heard me say multiple times is that a being a therapist, you are seeing a healthcare provider. What does that mean? Think about it when you go to see your dentist. Think about it when you go to see your primary care physician. We have those same standards. You have to fill out an intake packet. I don't know how many times <laughs> I had to tell people you have to fill out an intake packet. Your name, your address, your date of birth, your, um, you know, I have to ask about medications. I have to ask about your primary care physician because sometimes some um, insurances require, which I have no idea why this is. It's just, I ain't come up with the rules. They require you to get a referral from your primary care physician to, to the therapist. And we do get a lots of referrals from PCPs. We call them the primary care physicians. Okay. Um, I need to know because one of the things I have to do is assess for safety. So if you are suicidal and I don't know your real name and I don't know your real address, so I won't even see you without an intake packet completed. So everyone's organization is different. This is where Samaria's organization is, 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 is conducive to what I got to do for my organization. Okay. So you, 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 after you have your appointment scheduled, you have to fill out the, the intake packet, which has all this information. It also has, um, uh, we have to, I, I try, your insurance, uh, <laughs> you know, we, we accept what we call EAP, uh, contract, so that means employee assistance program contract. These are when your employer pays, uh, for your, uh, therapy sessions. You, if for those who don't know, we talk about funding sources. You may want to look at your HR and ask them, do we have an EAP program? It's really, really good. A lot of the companies post or not post, but in this current uh, 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 pandemic world where so many employers are becoming overworked and burnt out because of short staffing, because of fear and anxiety that are going on, they're increasing the number of EAP sessions they'll cover you, cover for you. Okay, so but we got to figure out, figure out what your funding source is. Um. And how are you going to pay us? Now, I know some of y'all saying, but you just love God. And what do you mean I got to pay uh, for my therapy session? <clears throat> Here's the thing. Therapists do not go to school. I didn't go to school for free. <laughs> okay? So I got bills just like you got bills. I got a car note. <laughs> I got a, a home I'm, I, I have to pay to live. Uh, I got food. I got clothes. Uh, uh, I cost to pay, you know all these things. So when you meet, see the therapist, remember we're under the same obligations that you have. When you see a Christian, we're under the same obligations that you have. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, uh, I eat three meals a day, <laughs> two snacks. Okay, I like to go to my grocery store. I like to put food in my basket, and I like to pay for it. Okay, that's why therapy sessions cost. Now, there are ways around it. I just gave you one. In the state of North Carolina, there's a funding source that helps with that. Um, and so all that is concerned. But uh, seeing a healthcare provider, just like just like when you see a primary care physician, just like when you see your dentist, is, um, is you have to pay, okay, for the most part. But there are ways around it um, for the most part. Okay, there are ways around it. And there are certain organizations that really, really have certain grants and contracts that they will allow you to uh to see your therapy sessions and, and really work with you on that okay um but the reason why i brought up the dentist and a primary care physician is because a lot of times because we're therapists and we're dealing with your emotional health people don't always 
people don't always associate your um your your mental health or your emotional health is what I like to say as being a healthcare provider. So they don't understand why do I need to fill an intake packet? Why do I need to consumer consent for treatment? Oh, uh, why do I why you gotta know my real name and my address? Why? Why do I have to fill out a, poly, a privacy uh, uh, um, pra uh, practice form, which it means it's confidential? Because as a healthcare provider in the United States of America, we have the same standards of care that we have to do to maintain our license, to maintain your safety, and to maintain our safety. The same care of practice for your primary care physician and your dentist or your specialist or your gynecologist or your neurologist. When you see a healthcare provider, you have to fill out the intake packet. For our organization, as stated, uh, we will schedule your appointment, but it has to be completed 24 hours prior to your appointment or your appointment is automatically canceled. And I have said this multiple times. <laughs> if you go to our voicemail, I said the same thing. And don't you know, I've had clients that I've had to counsel their intake packet. Cause we usually, what we do is once we, once we give it to you, um, we kind of like, you know, it has to be completed 24 hours prior to your appointment. We give you a warning, uh, like a warning email. Hey, your, your intake packet has not been completed. It's pending. You're pending. Uh, your, uh, your appointment is, is pending cancellation. Uh, and don't you know, we've had people, <laughs> Just that. Uh, another reason why is because again, based upon the law, there's a new law in the state of North Carolina. I feel like I'm rambling, but let me keep going. Okay, there's state of, uh, the, there's a law in the United States actually, not the state of North Carolina. Excuse me. Uh, it's called the Good Faith Samaritan Law. So that means we got to tell you your copays, what you're gonna pay out of pocket. We got to tell you uh, all these things up front. Okay, um, and so you have to fill out the intake packet with all your correct information. If it's not correct for Samaria's organization, Kingdom Creative Counseling, we will send it back to you and say, please complete this. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to maintain my license. I'm pretty sure you want me to maintain my license. <laughs> and we got to just do what we got to do. All right. Uh, it also uh, has a consumer consent for treatment that talks about the privacy limitations from our organization. Uh, we, we, you know, HIPAA. Uh, confidentiality, uh, all of our information stays here. Uh, we have what we call social media policy. It simply means that I do not follow you on social media. It sets up the boundaries. I'm not listening uh, speaking engagements. I'm not listening uh, likes or comments on my social media pages, uh, things like that, um, because all this is protected. You are protected by HIPAA, okay? And laws that govern confidentiality and privacy. You are protected by that. And so we have a policy in place for that, okay? And you got the sign saying you read it. Even if you don't read it, most of y'all don't. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Okay. That was too long, but I'm going to keep moving. Um, and so when you meet forth a, a, a provider for myself for the first time, we do what we call an assessment. Instead in North Carolina, we call it the comprehensive clinical assessment. When I was in Maryland, we called it the biopsychosocial assessment. Uh, some uh, states call it the mental health assessment. Okay. And that assessment is asking the scope of your entire life. And we're going to determine like what your symptoms are and what the focus is of treatment is. So we may ask you, okay, what brings you here today? Any past hospitalizations, um, your strengths, your weaknesses, and what, what brings you here? And we got to formulate a mental picture of how we will 
uh, go for treatment. And then we do what we call a treatment plan. That means what are our goals for therapy? Okay, what are our goals? And then we go from there. Um, so I always tell people your first session, it may not necessarily be as therapeutic as you like. Most of the time people come away thinking, oh my God, thank you so much. Because I make it very conversational. I like, tell me this. Okay, tell me that. Okay, tell me that. Okay, tell me that. It's more conversational, but I'm still at the back of my mind. I say, okay, this person is experiencing PTSD versus this person experiencing depression versus this person is experiencing early childhood trauma or this person experiencing stress. You know what I mean? So I'm, I'm formulating that in my mind, but I'm doing that as it relates to the assessment. For myself, the assessment determines whether or not it's a good fit for therapy. Sometimes uh, your assessment turn determines, like I said, you may need substance abuse counseling. You may need uh, 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 an area. You may be a higher level of care that our organization does not provide. Sometimes it's a really, really good fit. Okay. And I tell people kind of what to expect from therapy. Uh, therapy can be a very healing process because what therapists do is they look at patterns of your life they look at patterns of behavior and they look at why, um, they look at your symptoms, but they also look at the root causes. And so that we, we, we give you a safe space to be able to talk about your feelings, to talk about your emotions, get some perspective, get lots of coping skills and get healing. Uh, one of the things that I've always said that's different from uh, maybe your average therapist is I don't just study the biopsychosocial approach. I study the biopsychosocial spiritual approach. So I'm looking at a person's uh, healing from different veins. The bio biology is your family line, your bloodline. Uh, uh, so that's biology. Psychology is study of the, how the mind affects behavior. Uh, so that's biopsychosocial, how your environment impacts your mental health. So biopsychosocial and then spiritual, how the spiritual world affects how your life is so what I do is I then do a check-in and depending upon what our focus is if it's trauma if I'm doing more inner healing work we may look at painful moments and we do what we call processing through um, there's different approaches to therapy uh, one of the ones I tend to do is uh, similar to like psychodynamic psychoanalytic therapy I do a lot of inner healing work and then I also do um, what I call Christian cognitive behavioral therapy, or for those who are not faith-based and you're not interested, we just do cognitive behavioral therapy. Uh, I do work with a lot of leaders uh, who experience stress, imposter syndrome, um, and um, and just emotional wounds through life, you know. Um, and that that is, and I say leaders, I mean people who are uh, in positions of leadership within our organization, uh, directors. Uh, managers, uh, people that just are leaders within their family. Um, and I see them, and most of them um, are, a lot of them are faith oriented. So they may be a director at their program, but they also may be an elder at their church. Or I saw, I even saw pastors, I've saw ministers, I've saw uh, medical doctors, uh, judges, all kinds of people. And so these are the vein uh, in my private practice that I tend to see. Um, I have a few children that I see um, I used to see a lot of children. Now I got I don't know what it is because of the pandemic. <laughs> That's winged off a bit. But remember, therapy is a safe place, and what we do is we we just process. Uh, some every session is not an aha session. Sometimes your session um, just gives you perspective, and there is a goal. There's a beginning, there's a middle, and there's an end. It helps you to gain new tools, and it helps us to understand you, like why you do what you do and to give you different tools. Because I said before in one of my in one of my teachings, oftentimes if you've been raised a certain way or you have experienced certain things, 
um, you may just need different tools. Like if you were raised in an abusive family and you find yourself in your adult life experiencing uh, uh, abusive relationships, you, you, you were never probably taught the, the, the character of healthy relationships and what that looks like. You know, I've always said for myself, um, I've disclosed recently that as a therapist, I went to therapy. I sure did. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, they say every pastor needs a pastor, but I think that uh, therapists, we have to go to therapy and take care of ourselves just as much as the next person. And my therapist gave me perspective and she let, and that we were talking about how, um, and I won't disclose a, a really deeply personal things, but we were talking about how um, I had this habit of taking care of people and connecting with people in my personal life who need help. And I can't do that as a therapist. <laughs> And we explored, we explored early childhood stuff where I had to learn, where I learned how I give and receive love is to take care of people. And you and I, you get to a place in your life where you realize that uh, I am not responsible for grown people. But I said, I had to learn that. And I knew it, I could have told that to my clients all day long, but I had to get that perspective for myself to know me. And so therapy helps you to know you. Therapy for a faith-based perspective, a therapy helps you also to, to meditate on what God says about you, but versus what you say about you, helps you to overcome your insecurities and your proclivities, helps you to identify patterns in your life and how do you get more information to, to alleviate uh, these certain patterns. Why do you do what you do? Why did you put up with those relationships that were not unhealthy? Why why does one uh, uh, have certain proclivities? And we answer those why questions, but we process and we help you to come through it. It's not a judgmental, it's not like, why are you doing this? It's more like, okay, this is the pattern here. This is the reason. This is this. And it helps you to heal so you can make different decisions. Therapy is healing therapy is healing helps you deal with emotional wounds and mental health wounds you 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 will see me using the term interchangeably emotional wounds and mental health wounds because they're all not the same it may not necessarily be a mental health issue but it's an emotional wound that's causing you to experience anxiety and a good therapist can determine the two okay there are uh, this is anti you know mainstream there are some not all um, there's some mental health issues that are more uh, spiritually based than mental health based. Okay. And a good spirit led therapist is going to determine that. And it helps you to understand a better version of you. It is healing. I see so many people and it just burdens my heart when I'm at church. I hear people giving uh, testimonies about how, yeah, I was depressed and I called my pastor. Oh, I, I was experienced this and I, I just called my pastor. Well, your pastor is a wonderful, wonderful person, but they are not therapists. You understand? They're not going to give you a, a necessary treatment plan with sessions to, to bring you out of that place. And unfortunately, a lot of Christians, uh, even though we, I see a lot, my, my God is, thank you, Jesus, my therapy, my, my practice is really, ooh, it's just, it's coming along. I'm thank you, Lord, for that. But a lot of Christians, don't want to go to therapy they don't want they want to go to church and shout it out but you should go to church you shout it out you cry it out you leave you and it's back on monday or you want to go to your pastor who may have a background in christian counseling but they're not therapists you know they're not therapists there's a reason why god told us in a multitude of counselors their safety therapists are fit under the healing ministry so go to therapy it, it, there's so many levels. I always liken therapy to like 
think about it is, and I bought this in one of my in one of my training courses, like an onion. We peel back the layers of our lives. What are my maladaptive behaviors? Why do I do what I do? What are my unhealthy coping mechanisms? What are my healthy coping? What do I believe about myself that's true? That's uh, not true. What 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 caused me to to act, to act this way? What caused me to to uh, to deal with this unhealthy relationship for so long? What is it about me? And it's a healing place to give you perspective to draw you out. It is healing. And again, every session may not necessarily be an aha session. You may not get some perspective, but you should get some wisdom. And eventually, as you continue on, you think, gosh, that really helped me. Having that safe space helped me. For me, having a safe space where I didn't have to be Dr. Scenario who has it together or Dr. Scenario who's, who's Johnny on the spot helping people and, and doing this with people and giving people, having a safe space where I can talk about me, this hurts why do people treat me this way? What have I, and being able to get perspective. So my therapist who had a different background than me was able to say, this is why you're experiencing this. And this is why you're experiencing this. And let me give you therapeutic homework. And let me have you read this book. And, and, and that helped me. So, and if it helped me, honey, and I'm a therapist who sees therapists, okay? Go to therapy. Go, you know, you can have God, okay? It doesn't take away from your relationship with God. You can have a, and you can attend church on Sunday and you can go to church Monday, <laughs> go to church, excuse me, you can go to therapy uh, and schedule Monday through, for me, Monday through Saturday. This is a Saturday when I actually record this, okay? But go to therapy, okay? Go to therapy. It works. It'll work if you're working, Okay. Uh, remember for those who want to schedule, uh, you must be located in the state of North Carolina because that's where I'm licensed. Uh, we are accepting new consumers. We accept most insurances. Okay. We do accept most EAP contracts. Uh, <laughs> uh, com. And if you want to know this a little bit more, if you are requesting speaking engagements to Mary, talk about emotional healing at my church or talk about emotional healing at my organization or talk about integration, which is uh, mental health and, and, and ministry. Talk about those things. Uh, or if you just say, I like the fact that you, 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 you talk about spiritual warfare. Talk about that. Uh, again, you can book me at www.drsmarycola.com. There's so much more I feel like I could say, but this is what happens. You'll have notes. <laughs> But therapy should be a safe. And oh, uh, the last thing I was going to tell you, I need to tell you is this. Remember, therapists are people just like you. And sometimes you meet with a therapist and it's just not a good fit. Your your personality types don't mesh. Uh, what you want don't mesh. Okay. And that's okay. It just happens. Doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. Doesn't mean therapy doesn't work. It just means that you may need to find a therapist that better fits what your personality type is. Okay. And the other thing, one more thing. Hold on. I just slipped my mind. Jeez, this is what happens when you don't take notes, y'all. <laughs> um, oh, sometimes, this is what I was going Sometimes when you come to therapy, people want step one. One, two, three, four. Bam, bam, bam. This is what you do, do this. It's not, remember, it's, it's not always simple like that. Just tell me what to do so all my, all my feelings go away. Remember, I read this in the book somewhere. Your feelings are not like a faucet, okay? You just turn it off when you get getting ready. Sometimes if you're grieving, that feeling of grief stays for it doesn't stay forever, but you may have to uh, feel your pain or feel your way through it. Uh, okay. So some people, they, okay, I'm, I'm feeling uh, nervous today because I'm in the middle of, I don't know, a, a, a significant change in my life. Just tell me what I need to do. Turn it off. 
<laughs> and they expect it, it's more like they're going to, they think they're going to their primary care for just take, just take, you know, two pills and, and call me in the morning or schedule them again in two weeks. And it kind of doesn't work that way. We give you therapeutic homework, but sometimes you have to oh. grieve through some things and that's okay too. All right. All right, y'all make sure you like comment and subscribe. Um, the next one's going to be psychological warfare. We bless. Love you guys. And thank you for all those, for those who don't know, I've been saying that, um, people have been, I, I don't, I was thinking people don't really listen to my videos like that, but I have so many people like registering, like, Hey, um, I'm in the North, I, I missed that North Carolina, but I didn't know you were where I am. And I, I heard about you, like so many people. And I'm just like, y'all watching my videos, I guess. So I'm gonna keep doing it. Even though I have a whole bunch of subscribers. Um, but if you listen, make sure you subscribe. Cause I got a lot of good stuff coming. Okay. <laughs> God bless you. Uh, love you much. And we'll be back in the day and the time. Another banger. Bye.